Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about lithium-ion batteries. And we're going to talk about are they safe. So maybe you're building an off-grid home and you're considering using lithium-ion batteries. Um, Tesla batteries. Tesla and their vehicles, they are using lithium-ion technology, right? The chemistry, lithium-ion. Um, and maybe you're considering this for your off-grid storage needs. And uh, let's talk about if it's safe. So I currently have lithium-ion batteries, Tesla batteries that actually powers, powers my home. It's actually powering the computer right now. It's, it powers everything. It's even powering the mic and what I'm recording through right now. My whole home is 100% off-grid and is uh, utilized solar and wind. Um, but as far as the energy, uh, I am using lithium-ion batteries to store that energy, right? Now, is it safe? Well, I want to be honest with everyone, right? Um, I want everyone to be aware of these things. And um, I want to be truthful. Lithium-ion batteries are not safe, okay? <laughs> um, you, you really need to be careful with lithium-ion batteries, they're very unforgiving. Uh, they don't like to be overcharged at all. Don't ever overcharge, not even for a second, not even on accident, right? Uh, and then also, you want to be able to keep the batteries cool. So if you're, you know, you got your lithium-ion batteries hooked up, um, keeping them cool or around a certain temperature is also very critical because as heat builds up on the battery, because as you're charging or using the battery, it's going to create heat, right? Because it's pulling amperage. It's either accepting amperage or pulling amperage out of the battery, which now results in the battery getting warmer or hotter, right? Um, now, that can be a problem, right, if it's not uh, maintained at a certain temperature, now, on my off-grid home, my, my uh, lithium-ion batteries, they are not technically um, water-cooled, okay? Um, and that's because the amount of load that I'm um, putting in them and taking out of them as far as amperage is actually quite low. Uh, so my batteries don't get hot, right? But we don't want them to ever get hot. Um, I have been considering um, hooking up a water-cooled system through them because, uh, remember, they came from a Tesla vehicle. So they have the water um, ports that actually goes all around. It goes, goes around every single battery in each pack. And so there's connections for them. And so I could easily hook up a recirculation system with a um, water-cooled or um, even a, um, uh, what, do you, what would you call it, like a... Uh, anti-freeze anti um, just like what you'd use for your car almost right your radiator you're trying to keep your engine cool we're trying to keep the batteries cool so think about it like that um, but yeah you definitely want to be safe with lithium-ion batteries um, the other thing that I'm actually going to um, install in my off-grid power shed is a NEMA rated steel box okay 
Uh, NEMA rated boxes are used in the electrical industry all over the place. Okay, they're very heavy duty boxes. They're not some cheap metal. They're definitely some heavy duty boxes. And um, I am going to install my Tesla batteries, the lithium ion batteries, into a NEMA rated box. Now, the box itself is, I think, anywhere, I think for the size of the size that I need for all my batteries is about $800. That's not even including shipping. And shipping will probably be, it's a big box, it's heavy, it's awkward. Uh, it's probably going to be maybe $200 or so to ship to Hawaii. So I'm looking at a thousand bucks just for a um, metal box, right? Um, but at least it is up to electrical standard codes and stuff like that, right? So um, so I am planning on um, installing my batteries into a NEMA rated box. Now, am I having problems with my Tesla batteries, my lithium-ion batteries? No, not at all. There is nothing wrong at all. But there's nothing wrong with planning for the future, right? There's nothing wrong with planning for safety, right? I mean, you got to remember, lithium-ion batteries can be very dangerous, okay? Very dangerous. If they were to ever catch fire... There is absolutely nothing you can do. Absolutely nothing. The Putting water on it won't put the battery out. Uh, I mean, even in Tesla's um, safety um, portion uh, for like firefighters and stuff, they say it would take a lot, a lot of water um, to try to put it out, right? And the other portion says just let it burn out. So in most cases, if you are using a lithium-ion battery like I am, um, obviously water is not going to do anything. So all I can do is let the battery burn itself out. Think about it like a wildfire, you know, in the mainland or across the world where the, you know, a lot of brush is being burnt up, you know, thousands of acres is going up. It gets so big at some point that you just have to let it burn itself out, right? And that's what a lot of firefighters do, right? They have to make that decision. Um, are we going to try to fight it or, or, do, or are we going to actually try to um, put it out, right? Or maintain it or contain it as much as possible. So, um, you know, I want to make, make sure I'm safe, obviously. I don't want all my stuff to burn down. But I want to I think about the safety precautions, right? Not Do not ignore them. You need to be aware of them. And the, the better you are of being aware of them, the better off you can plan for a mishap, right? I'm not planning for my batteries to ever have a mishap. But it is, it's a good idea to definitely have a plan or some type of system in place to kind of help mitigate um, if they were to catch fire. So like for me, um, right now they're in an open environment, right? So if they catch fire, they're going to go ahead and just burn down the, the whole power shed that I, I've built just to hold all this good, um, you know, inverters, charge controllers, um, and the batteries and everything else that's in there. And so there's nothing I could do really. I just have to let it burn, right? And then contain the fire on the outside from spreading, right? And that was another reason why I actually built a power shed or power building that was actually um, about 80 to 90 feet away from my main home, just for that exact reason. Now, keep in mind, I didn't really have a plan at first of putting, using lithium-ion batteries. I, you know, this was planned a long time ago that I just didn't want to have my power system that's powering my home you know, right next to my house or underneath my house or in my house. I just didn't want to take that chance. At least I can, t if my battery, um, my storage shed, right, the um, solar power shed, if it was to burn, that's, f you know, in, in the end, I've accepted that fact. If it does, it does. But at least my home, my main home, 
will still be intact. And so that's why I built my power shed away from my main home, just in case. Now, so there is some precaution there already, of course. Um, but also, let's talk about being um, inside the power shed itself. So like I said, the batteries are in an open environment. They are actually anchored and mounted to the wall of the power shed. Now, um, what I want to do is obviously, like I said, uh, take those batteries and install them into a NEMA rated steel box. Now, that way, if they do catch fire, obviously, they're all going to start to go up one by one, and then they're all, it's going to be like a chain reaction, right? At least the metal box can help maintain um, that fire, right? Um, think about it like this. When you go to any commercial business, if you've ever looked in their building, they have what's called, oh, I forget the name of it. It's a um, yellow steel box. And that's where they keep all their flammable stuff. And the reason they keep it in there is for two reasons. For one, the first reason is obvious. If it ever catches fire, it is in a steel box, right? So it won't, you know, it can't contain that fire within the box. That, so that's the whole idea of me purchasing a NEMA rated box. So that way I can contain the, the batteries from burning everything else down. I don't care about the box, right? I'm just using the box as a containment vessel. If the box gets burnt up, whatever. That's a small price to pay compared to the whole shed being burned down, right? So thinking about these precautions can go a long way. Uh, and the other thing is that they, in these commercial businesses, um, besides something just catching fire within the box, uh, it's also protected from things from outside the box, right? From accidents happening onto flammable uh, chemicals. And, you know, it just a, it's a safety layer from inside and out, right? And so um, that's the way I'm thinking about my lithium-ion batteries. Now, if you have lithium phosphate batteries, uh, you're actually sitting a way safer, okay, way safer. Um, but the difference between the lithium phosphate batteries and lithium-ion batteries is there is a big difference, right? And um, you have to understand the differences between the different battery chemistries that you're going to pick, like even lead-acid batteries, right? You do need to understand the pros and cons of every battery. And there's a reason why I went with lithium-ion batteries in, compared to lithium phosphate batteries that are way safer, um, so since I've got made that personal decision to utilize lithium ion batteries, I want to make sure I can mitigate the safety precautions as much as possible. Try to contain it. If for any reason something was to ever happen, at least I have a chance, right? At saving the power shed at that point, who cares about the batteries, right? They're all going to go up and smoke and fire and they're just going to burn themselves out, right? <clears throat> they might start to warp the box, melt the box a little bit. But maybe that'll buy me enough time to contain it as much as possible. Right? So you always got to think ahead. Now, will it ever happen? Probably not. But if there's ever that 1% chance that it does, at least I'll be, I'll, I have a plan for it, right? Uh, and then also, depending on the type of fire that you might be dealing with, there's also different type of fire extinguishers that you can use, right? And you definitely want to brush up on your education on that because certain fire extinguishers can only put out certain type of fires, okay? So if you think you have a fire extinguisher laying around um, and you think it's going to work for your electrical fire um, or whatever it is, or chemical fire... Um, you're going to be sadly mistaken, okay, because it won't work. <laughs> you're just going to spray it on there. It won't do nothing. Um, so do some research on the different types of fire extinguishers. Um, there, There is fire extinguishers that do multiple, multiple um, you know, they do a whole list of things, right? Um, 
they also have um, fire foam, right? That's um, it's, instead of an extinguisher in a sense, it's a foam base, right? You spray it, it's a foam. Um, so there's lots of options out there. There's fire suppression systems as well um, that you can implement, um, but that starts to get a lot more expensive. But, there, you know, in the end, it's really preference. And so for me, I think the first step would be, for myself at least, is, you know, start recognizing the dangers, of course, and see what we can do to start um, making the, the system better in a whole. And so I'm going to definitely uh, mount my batteries into a NEMO-rated um, steel box. And then, um, you know, after that's done, I can go ahead and think about the next step. What else can I do to mitigate if it gets uncontained from the box? If it comes out of that box or that box fails, what what's the next step? What can I do to help suppress that fire, right? So there's always another thing that you can do. So the first step for me, obviously, is the NEMA rated box, and then we'll go from there. I can always weigh out my options. Obviously, I do have uh, fire extinguishers on hand. I do have water as well, but water will not really serve a purpose when it comes to the lithium-ion batteries on fire, right? Um, but I do have fire extinguishers that are that's made for um, different types of fires, right? And so that's at least I have another precaution. Um, and of course, the water would only help to stop the building from burning, but not the batteries, right? So, oh man. Um, but I just want everyone to be safe about lithium ion batteries because they can definitely be not safe, you know, and uh, you could be facing a big problem. So, um, yeah, be careful, guys. Just be careful. You know, I, I know a lot of people was excited. I know I was excited when I first got my first batteries and, you know, all that excitement. You just want to get it hooked up and start using it. And um, within all that excitement, it's pretty easy to forget about the safety precautions. And it might just come back and bite you. So, um, you know, be vigilant for sure, guys. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I just want to make sure everybody's safe with your lithium-ion batteries. I don't want to see no one get hurt. Uh, definitely don't want to see nobody's homes burn down, right? And uh, just be safe, guys. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. Available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY. Inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash freeyourmind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.